Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Welcome, everybody. We're oh, really? well, as I'm you can so tell nervous. by my excitement. Oh, yeah, I'm just, it's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about as much as I can muster, to be honest. Can we just call it? Yeah, that's it. I think we're we done. Call it a day there. That's enough for me. Hi, everyone. We haven't been around for a while, but we're just going again, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah. No, we need to apologise to you. Yeah, we need to apologise to you. It has like literally been a month nearly since we uh, did the last one. But as I just said to Rick, we've we've both had like lives for a change. So fucking ain't my fault. It's your fault. You've been like Christopher Columbus, like going <laughs> around on a fucking UK tour. <laughs> I know, I'm surprised I didn't end up in Scotland at one point, I won't lie. Fuck, I was waiting for you to pop up in Lisbon at one point, you were going in there and everywhere. Oh, you'd have been watching your back if that happened. You and Kez just get smashed and end up in Lisbon. <laughs> I tell you what, after City, that could have quite been a possibility. Um, yeah, yeah, no, we do apologise, but, you know, we, uh, we have been very busy people and we're going to try and do better going forward, but... We were going to do this in the we're week. Try, but we're not promising anything, but we're going we're to We're definitely not promising. We're so unprofessional. It's ridiculous. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we've we got quite a few games to go through. So me and Rick, just before we started recording, we're just discussing and we just think we're going to try and bundle it into Premier League, Carabao Cup and FA Cup and just hope that you're going to stick with us and forgive us for going absolutely AWOL on you. Um, yeah. <laughs> As said, we've had well, we've had an awful lot of games, so that that you know, in a very short space of time, which I guess is something we should talk about because they also decided to shove Brighton in in the middle of everything. And uh, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, so we kind of had no time. It's been a bit mad, but yeah, we're here and we're kind of ready to go for it. I'm not going to lie, Rick. I don't know how much I remember about the bloody Liverpool game <laughs> apart from missing both. I've had to put it all up on my laptop to be honest. <laughs> I was in the concourse, literally went down at 2-0 and just thought to myself, oh, well, this isn't going to go well, is it? I might as well have this extra beer. And then we're all standing down there having a great, the concourse was amazing. And we're all standing down there queuing for a beer. And all of a sudden, everyone's going fucking mental. Caught the caught the goals on the screen. So that was good. But then I actually contemplated my life and thought, do I just sit here now with my beer and see if we win rather than going back to my seat? <laughs> <laughs> it got That's to it, that it? I felt like I was jinxing it every time That's I walked away. Like, oh. And and I won't lie, same thing happened yesterday. We ended up scoring, and I was in the bloody concourse. Fuck it, I think you should just fucking stop going. To be honest, we might well, lose some game. I did actually think that. To be fair, I thought it, it's got nothing to do with Romelu Lukaku being shit. This is all on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how dare you? How dare you blame Big Rom? It's all your fault. But no, to be fair, though, like we've obviously had quite a few games, but they've come in quick succession. And as me and you have just discussed, there's like two weeks now off, really. So we've got no games now until the 5th of February, which is obviously going to be um, Plymouth in the Cup. Um, Yeah. So I guess I feel like grateful, really, because everyone else has had you know their games postponed when it suited them <coughs> liverpool and um arsenal yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. uh i i don't know i feel like they might try and squeeze them in in the next couple of weeks which means actually it's a no advantage of us to be caught up to be fair 
are we like the only club that didn't have a game postponed? I don't think we had one game postponed. No, I think we. I couldn't could think one... of another club. No, I. I feel like people. I feel like there were a few teams that attempted to have more than one game called off and there was occasions where they didn't get it accepted. Yeah. But it feels like every other club at least had one game called off, apart uh, from us. I suppose are. it explains why we're like five games ahead of most teams. Yeah, we we actually have played 24. Next in line is City and West Ham with 23 games played and then the rest are 22 under. Well, I mean... There's Bur- someone 18 and 19, isn't there? Yeah, Bur- Burnley still got half the league to play. I mean, it's mental. It is actually mental to think there's six games behind. But, you know, there we go. It is what it is, isn't it? We've had to crack on. They've just fucked up. They they just haven't... They haven't put a definitive rule in place and people have just been taking the piss with it. It's like... Mm. I I didn't really look that much into it, but I'm sure Arsenal done something. Um, Yeah. They had their game called off and after the game got called off, they sent someone out on loan or did they do it before or something? You think it will fuck me? You can have played. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was after. So they got the game called off saying that they didn't have and enough then, players and, and then, then sent, sent someone live. Honestly, that annoys get away me. With that. Klopp annoys me because they blatantly, and Liverpool, because they blatantly yeah. just registered positive tests, didn't they? They're such wankers. Oh, it was all, oh, oh, let's not beat around the bush. That was bollocks from start to finish. They had a couple of niggly little injuries. And they thought, oh, let's just chuck a few fucking false positives out there to get the game called off. Oh, they definitely did. Right, who, gets, who gets 30? I'm sure I saw a tweet. Someone like work, some boring cunt like works out the percentage <laughs> of that actually happening. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like 0.03% oh, or something like that of the actually, chance of getting 13 false positives. Yeah, I actually saw that. And I thought, well, there <laughs> you go then. It's fucking highly it's unlikely. bollocks, isn't it? It's just utter bollocks. Well, they only ended up two games behind us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just mad. I mean, it's sort of, half of me's glad we did it and just carried on battling through. I mean, if we're going to lump in a, 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 on the whole for, for the Premier League games, um, we obviously played Liverpool. Uh, yep. We played City, Brighton yep. and uh, Tottenham in the league. So, yep. I mean, they, they're not the easiest games, but, you know, we had to crack on. We had to pull on our big boy pants and we had to, you know, just deal with it. It wasn't just COVID. We had We've had some really horrible injuries. And it weren't like, it weren't like, you know, sometimes you have those injuries and they're bit part players. These were important players that were picking yeah. up injuries. I mean, losing Reese and, like and Chile. It was like weeks and weeks we were losing people for. Yeah, well, who did we lost Reese and Chile in quick succession, didn't we? We that lost. Killed our momentum massively. Yeah, we lost Trev. Um, who else? Back now, thank God. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the only blessing, actually, is if now we've got, like, this two-week break, at least we can actually have a break. And I think a there's a good chance. A bit more time to get people back, you know. Yeah, get well, them, the not The people that have probably. just had to continuously play. Yeah. And there's a few tired bodies that have had to continue to play. They've now got a couple of weeks to recharge their batteries, yeah. which will be great. I, I, I can see a sub, uh, I can see a few of them have gone on holiday already, haven't they? They went this morning, I think. Yeah, I don't blame um, them. 
go a few days away in the sun to recharge the batteries. It's not like not a lot of them are going to play against Plymouth, are they? Let's be honest. So no, I don't think so. Not play that game either. So mm. you might just have two or three on the bench for like insurance in case it went drastically wrong. Rob um, needs to play because he needs a bit of practice, I think. Well, well, he's in all right form in the FA Cup. He scored in the last round against Chesterfield, didn't he? So he's but, fine in the FA Cup. At the <laughs> but he did score a tap-in when he should have had four. I mean, let's not gloss over that. <laughs> yeah, he he did. And I'll tell you what, should we just go straight on to him straight away, actually? Because I feel like we? it's kind of like a... It's a burning thing that I feel like we're being a bit shit if we don't talk about it. Well, and not, yeah, not being funny. I think the last one we did was after the Brighton game, which was obviously around Christmas. And um, I think it had just, those comments and things had just come out. Um, And it hadn't really been explored properly, had it? No. It was kind of, there was bits more coming out, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, it was being drip fed to us a little bit. And then also, we didn't really have a chance to see Rom's response to all of that. Because I think the video for him coming out and saying, I'm really sorry, um, uh, that sort of come out after, I think. So we've not actually managed to talk about that. So, yeah. What what are your actual, like, true thoughts on that? Because, I mean, I feel like I could probably rattle on. So I'm going to let you talk. I I feel like... He was an idiot for saying what he said. That's putting it mildly. It was like... It was ill-timed. I think he showed a bit how thick he is, if I'm being honest, as well. Mm. Like, I don't think how he said it is genuinely how he meant it. I don't feel, I don't genuinely think how it's come across. Because how it's come across is, I don't give a fuck about Chelsea. They forced me to come here. Yeah. I can't wait to go back to Inter Milan. That's basically how it come out. Yeah, I don't I, know. And that was the thing. I think I did say on the last pod, I mean, fucking hell, it feels like forever ago. But I think I did say that I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because we didn't know the context in which it had been taken. And as we know, media in our country really do like oh, to twist a lot of shit. You can imagine all their fucking pound notes going yeah. across in their eyes when he's doing that interview. But... <laughs> But I won't lie to you. I think, I don't know. I think my, it, I was very much giving him the benefit of doubt, although it did annoy me because I just thought, stop opening your mouth. Like, yeah, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Can you just let your feet do the talking? And I almost feel like Please. that should have been the case. But, you know, he, he said what he said. And it, and it was ironic that in trying to, you know, appease the Inter fans, he ended up pissing off his current fan base. I mean, the irony is just unreal. Yeah, but... and I don't feel that was intentional, but mm. he's put it across in such a fucking thick way mm. that it was the only way it was going to come across. And unfortunately, what I think me and a lot of other people hoped he would do would just think, like... He's obviously seen. He's obviously seen comments online. He's had a look and seen what people are saying online. Obviously, and well, he disabled the comments. Him, exactly, and what you'd want him to do is going to go and go. Well, you're fucking all wrong. Fucking wait till Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to show you cunts what I'm about on Saturday. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like because that's what I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to react like that, but it seems like obviously we're not privy to what's been said by the club to him yes and and, and Tuchel wasn't wasn't 
enamoured by it. Oh, so. he, oh, he was. Oh, he wasn't happy at all, was he? No, he wasn't happy no. at all. And I feel like they've now it's becoming more apparent to me and probably everyone else as well that I think people have had some sharp words for him at the club, mm. and I do feel like he. And I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I feel like away from football, he's obviously pretty thick. <laughs> like, he's obviously pretty thick. He's done this interview. He he's not the brightest tool in the box. He's not he? thought Let's about the consequences at all. No, he's not. And I do feel like he's been a bit rattled by the reaction a little bit. He's been a bit rattled, if I'm being honest. And I do feel like, me included, I do feel like every half chance he's had we've all kind of we've jumped on every half chance he's had listen his movement in the majority of games has been shocking Mm. his work rate's been shocking however not to defend him but so have a lot of other so have a lot of other players yeah and to be fair I was going to say that yeah I was going to say that I was going to say it's not it's not all on him but I think being able, I think I've been at every game since that um, that interview, and and I've seen him in the flesh. Whereas some, you know, some games I don't go to, and and I get to watch it on the telly, and then I'm, you know, like you've got a different perspective as such. But, yeah, hundred percent. And I think sitting where I've been sat, I've been quite lucky where I've been sitting in, in the stadiums in the last formal you've been so close you can shout at him that he can hear you oh he, he definitely <laughs> has heard me don't you worry about that but I think it's I think it's I think it's been more shocking for me um that actually he looks even less inclined to chase to move and I think my genuine feeling is and I don't know I don't work at the club I don't you know speak to anyone that does work at the club but I think when something like that happens and you've fucked up a bit, I mean, let's be fair. I think had he have come out and just held his hands up, rather than that, you know, oh, I'm really sorry, you know, like reading off a script and he didn't look genuine, it made the situation even worse. I would have rather not have heard from him and just do it on the pitch, please. Oh, just do it on the pitch. Just yeah. do it on the pitch. Whereas yeah. he did that and then I felt that like that was even it made it more worse. of a negative reaction. It, it, yeah. It made it worse. Yeah, and then, it did. But I do genuinely think that actually rather than do that and, and you know, really pull his socks up and go, right, you know what, I have fucked up a bit here. You know, lose the ego for a second and go, I'm going to show him. I'm going to I'm yeah. going to show him I'm sorry. I didn't mean what I said. Or, you know, it wasn't supposed to come across like that. But what I think he's ended up doing almost is become a bit of a toddler because I just see him giving up when he should be chasing, throwing his hands in the air, shouting at other players like it's their fault. When, I mean, there's this one moment, and I'm not kidding you, I don't remember an awful lot from bloody Liverpool game and all that, but there was this moment at the City game, and we were literally like to to the right of the goal, and like sort of in between that and the corner flag, and we were quite close to the front. And Ziyech stepped up to to take a corner. And, you know, we're all cheering him, you know. Honestly, it was one of the most beautiful balls that Ziyech had done for a long time. He floated it in. It was so lovely. All Lukaku had to do was jump. And the cunt couldn't be bothered. And then when the, when the keepers collected the ball and everyone else is running back to their positions, 
Romelu was screaming at Ziyech like it wasn't good enough. And I was like, that ain't right. Like, yeah. he's, he, and I thought, okay, I think Ziyech also, you know, we could talk about him an awful lot as well. But, you know, he actually did quite a few nice things in the City game. So to have someone like Rom, who has done not a lot, breathing down yeah. his neck like that, I was like, there's something not right here. And that continued, even into the Tottenham game, even into the Brighton game, and again at the weekend. There's something not right. And if Rom thinks that, like, everyone else needs to work a bit harder, the guy really does need to look in the mirror. It worries, yeah. it worries me that he's caused a problem because... he could, That's, that's my, not a bad point he could have. It, it looks like... I maybe think that that interview has impacted the squad as a whole and maybe from me more than I thought it would. I on I don't know whether it was ignorance or what or hoping, but I honestly didn't think any of the other players would give a fuck. I think um, I think the problem that we and it's not a problem actually, but the problem that uh, that we've got in terms of um any sort of unrest is that it wasn't that long ago we were talking about how together that group felt. And the minute you lose Chilwell and Reese, who I think are a big part of that. Who are big personalities in that squad now. And, yeah. and you know, like we said, the, together, the togetherness, the, the way they seem to be actually like, they're not just colleagues, they're friends. And they're all enjoying their time and they seem to sort of be yeah. on a high. All of a sudden, bit by bit, pieces start breaking. You want players to step up and go, right, do you know what? This is shit. I'm doing it for my mate and I'm doing it for those fans and this might not go exactly how we want it to go but we're going to give 110% and then you've got yeah. someone like Rom and Ziesh um, and Pooley a little bit where yeah. they're not giving their all but they are three major components in what we have left of our squad and oh, fuck me I forgot about Pulisic to be honest that's how well, much he's contributed I completely forgot <laughs> well have we even seen him I can't even remember if he played this is awful isn't it but that's how much of, a, of yes. an impact he's had on on my memory and I know it's not great but I remember you know bits and bobs and there's but to to almost feel like you've got a nothing is probably not where I want him to be right now my no. worry my worry with Pooley as well, and I don't know if you believe uh, believe me. No, you probably won't. Um, <laughs> don't know if you agree with me. But my my problem with Pooley is that I actually think he does have the heart and desire, and I think he does want to try. And as much as I think he looks like he's going to cry every five minutes. Um, every time he loses the ball, he looks like he's going to have a fucking yeah, breakdown. But I think with him... I think it is 100% psychological because when you actually watch him play, when he does get the chance now, his stride is short. He's not putting in an, uh, more than uh, you know enough effort to like get himself forward. He's doing enough. But I think he's genuinely scared mm. of pinging his hamstring again. He He's playing like a player that is feared. Uh, fearful, sorry, and that he after he scored that goal against Liverpool, I just thought, oh, he's going to kick on now. That goal on half time when he burst through, yeah, I thought, oh, he's going to kick on now. He's, he's, he's done fuck all since then. I know, <laughs> I know, and I know that it does feel, you know, bit by bit like it's chipped away at us. You know, like we weren't allowed to cancel our games. We've had to crack on. We've had, you know, top top players like go out injured. We then had to COVID with Thiago and Akai again, and. 
it, it just felt like, you know, something was really against us. But that's when you want your players to sort and I've and I feel there is potentially um the sticking point was wrong. And if there is a problem in that dressing room, I mean I even think like even Kante, like he was a bit off the pace last week and he didn't look good at all. And I and I do think we've brought him back too early, but I think we've had to. Because there's not enough going on with everybody else who's on the pitch at the moment. It's a very odd situation. And and actually, as much as we sort of look over these results and things, like in the Premier League especially, a lot of draws. But my God, we could have lost them. Liverpool was the only one I genuinely feel like we could have won it. We could have won it. We, obviously, that game in particular... even at the point we were two 0 down, I still thought we looked. We did look the better side. We looked in the game. We looked the yeah. better side, but unfortunately, I don't know what Trevor was trying to do. Fucking head of that ball on the floor. Bless um, him. I mean, he tried to, to do a John honest, Terry, but yeah. I was fuming at the time, but then you've got to think, fuck, man, he's literally come on a bundle since the start of the season. Yeah. It's, probably the, it's probably really the first notable mistake that he's done that's led to a goal. Yeah. Um, and for a kid of that age who's come in really out of nowhere, really, because he had no premiership experience at the start of the season, he's come out of nowhere. Mm. And for that to be his first leg, and to be fair, how um, he didn't go and hide he didn't have a stinker after that. No. He actually played quite well after the mistake. And, um, and, and actually, I think that's one so thing about him I do like, actually. And considering he's so young, that's the sort of thing that could really bother you. He's got a good head, isn't he? He's got a yeah. Good head. And do you know what? I'd rather him make a mistake by sticking his head in the way than do nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd, yeah. At least he's made a decision. If he would have been like half and half with a header and poofing it clear and like falling over or something. Yeah. 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 He's made a decision. He's made the wrong decision. Um, He took the goal well, Marnie. He was never going to miss Marnie when he got through there. He was never going to miss. He's lethal when he gets there. Um, Obviously, the one thing that none of us wanted to see was Salah isolated against Alonso. And no. that's obviously what happened for the second goal. And he just went past it. He just he just shimmied to go one way. And Alonso, I think Alonso's still running that way after the ball, to be honest. Yeah, and, um, and that's the thing. That's when you actually I think it I, I think it's more noticeable because actually I think I felt like Alonso was getting a bit of a hard time, to be fair. And it and you know, almost short memories at the beginning of this season before Chile even was back in the oh, game. He was properly. smashing goals in everything, wasn't he? Yeah. Um <laughs> But obviously, we know, I'm not saying like, you know, we know he's not our first choice, but he's all we've got right now. So, you know. We've got, we need him to play well. Obviously, I know Charles sprung up a little bit now. And actually, yeah, he's been quite impressive. He's been solid. He's He's been solid. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't do anything outrageous. He yeah. just he defends well, he gives the ball. So all we want you to do, mate. We don't need you to be fucking Roberto Carlos at left back. We just yeah. need you to be solid. Exactly. And actually, was yeah. it uh was it Chesterfield where um he did actually get a full game? I think it was Chesterfield. And actually Yeah, he played as one of the centre arse, didn't he? And Lewis yeah. Hall was left. 
or was Lewis? I can't remember now. It was fucking so yeah, long. Yeah, it ago. was so long ago. But yeah, no, and I actually thought, considering the team sheet and the fact that there were some inexperienced boys in there, you know, in terms of playing in the first team, I actually thought, okay, this it felt a little. Don't get me wrong. I did not think we were going to lose to Chesterfield by any stretch of the imagination. And I did joke and said, if we didn't score five, then I was giving up my season ticket. But um. <laughs> They obviously want me to go because they, they did it. But um <laughs> well, well, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um I felt like it was a bit it, a risk in terms of um exposing some so young, if that makes sense. But I thought Yeah we were in a position where we had to, to see Louis Yeah, I was surprised to see Lewis Hall start. I thought he might come on, but he had he such a great game. He, he looked very comfortable. I think he'll probably start against Plymouth. I think he looked that comfortable. I want him to. I actually yeah, think he, he really he did very himself comfortable a favour. On the ball. He, he wanted the ball, didn't he? He didn't hide at all. Yeah. He didn't look like he was afraid to put his foot in with a tackle. He got an assist as well, didn't he? Yeah. I'm sure he got an assist, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Um, yeah, he played well. And I think, going back to Saar... I think he will probably be the reason that you don't see us buy a left back now in the rest of January. Do you know what? Funny, because I think I had this conversation with somebody at City and they said um, we were talking about like the left back situation. And I said, mm, well, you know, we've got Kennedy back now and it looked like. Oh, yeah, we've... Probably yeah but, but to be fair, I mean you know, that's no coup, is it? Like, he's done really shit where he is. So bring him back and make, you know, almost like to have a backup as such. But... Um, yeah, it's a backup to the backup. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we are really pushing to get Emerson back. And Emerson has said he wants to come back. Um, I don't even know if he's played. Has he played much? I don't know. I think he has, because originally um, they said they weren't going to let him, us have him back. And I think we've had to fight a bit on it. Um, I think we better offer money. Are we paying to get someone back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think Fucking you're right. Man. I think we actually did say, like, in essence, if you're going to have Kennedy and Emerson back, could probably lose Alonso this window. And Saar is there because Saar has not embarrassed himself at all. Don't get me wrong. His first game he had, I was really scared. Um, he, he did an awful Yeah, he was shit well. against Spurs pre-season yeah. as well. He was shit against Tottenham. I thought, oh, he's a bag of shit. This yeah. He's rubbish. But I feel um, like he's sort of stepped up a bit. Well. Yeah. And I, and I, he's played I, really well. I do think that's probably down to Tommy. He's to get him up squ- where he needs to. For me, he's a good squad player. Yeah. He's a good squad player now. Yeah. And, and I, I don't wouldn't... feel if I see him starting, I don't think... Oh, fucking hell, Saul's starting. Yeah. Oh, Saul's starting. Yeah. 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 I don't feel worried. No, I agree. And actually, I think that Chesterfield onwards actually did him a massive favour. I think it allowed him sort of to get into his stride a bit. Um, It did. uh, So, Chesterfield, I mean, we, uh, yeah, we won. I just want to say on the Liverpool game. I just want to say on the Liverpool game. Sorry. as well as the Pulisic goal, obviously the Kovacic fucking volley was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, won it. Honestly, he hardly scores, but when he does, they're fucking peaches, he, isn't they? That was, a, that was a fucking cracker. He turned into Alonso. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I forgot to say, but you saying about you going down in the concourse, it reminded me. It was about, this is, this is literally my rock and roll lifestyle. So... 
So I'm sitting, I've got the game on, I'm thinking, fucking 2-0. It was like 41, 42 minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. It was still 2-0. And then I just thought, oh, I'm just going to go and make a fucking tea. So I went out to boil the kettle and I heard the commentator getting a bit excited. I thought, oh, fucking hell, it's 3-0 yeah, now. Isn't it? yeah. I thought, oh, that's game over. <laughs> so I just, as the kettle was boiling, I poked the head around the corner. And I was like, oh, it's 2-1. I was like, oh, fucking. Why does that make it a bit more exciting second half? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I went back to brew my tea bag. <laughs> And then I heard him going again. I thought, what the fuck's going on in there? And then I just saw Pulisic running away. I was like, what the fuck? Do you know what? Yeah. Honestly. So I had was... another free chamomile teas in the second half, but it didn't work in the second half on full so. Yeah, I had another three <laughs> pints and it didn't work. <laughs> I, do, I do love this role reversal we've got going on here. I'm in the concourse <laughs> with a bloody beer or five and you're there brewing your chamomile tea. <laughs> I don't know. Who and I'm like over brewing me chamomile tea. <laughs> but honestly, I was stood at the bar and... Um, uh, we heard like obviously we're right, right underneath the stand so like everything's moving people are going mental and I was like I ain't moving from this queue I'm excited but I'm staying here and uh, I still want my beer yeah, <laughs> guy next to me went who was that then Kovacic and I laughed and someone shouted Pooley I said no nah, it's Pulisic but he was genuinely like joking and then literally a minute later Kovacic Kovacic just bashed it in yeah. brilliant and I literally just brilliant. looked at the guy at the bar and I was like Wow, I hope you had a bet on that because that's insane. <laughs> that, that is fucking brilliant. But yeah, I think we've uh, actually, yeah, let's continue with the Premier League because we can come back to the FA Cup and the Carabao anyway. Okay. So, um, yeah, we had like two Carabao Cup games and FA Cup in a week and then we went obviously away to City. Um, we've spoken a little bit about that where I do feel like the internal issues, as I'm going to call them, I think did affect that game. I don't think we played like we were playing City we normally look quite organised as proved at Porto and don't get me wrong for a second if I'm winning any game 1-0 it's the fucking Champions League final every day of the week Um, I mean their fans were so angry with us and our little balloons oh they were still angry after they won the game and still angry oh you had some on the Twitter page didn't you oh but it got to a point where I saw a comment and I just couldn't be bothered, so I just blocked them all straight away. They just Honestly, all got blocked. I've never they known. Like, they're all saying that they weren't bothered, you know, about the Champions League. I, I do want to actually say, we know you're fucking bothered because we know how oh, much shit. Moscow hurt. Moscow still hurts despite winning two since. Don't despite try winning, tell you me. Still remember, you still remember yeah. that first final that, that you lose that yeah, absolutely. is massive and you'll always carry it through which is what makes the victory sweeter because for the rest you, of your life you're yeah. miserable cunt yeah but what <laughs> made me laugh was that they win that game they're so supposedly gassed about going 13 points clear but they're all fucking crying and i did really enjoy winding them up on twitter it was like the, i had a week of such fun tottenham they, and then but, city what I've never known a group of supporters bite. So, like, you've gone 13 points clear and your first priority on a Saturday night is to go home, go on Twitter and go through the searches and find anyone that said anything negative about that And what I'd really like to do... Weird, man. ...is pull up up this particular van. And I'm going to add him if anyone would like to talk to him. Um... He's, he's the one that called. There was one of them called me a freak. 
Oh, wow. Well, I had, um, yeah, I, had, I literally came home. Devastated. I didn't, I didn't actually really check like my Twitter that night because we, me and Kez were out living our best lives. But um, I literally, the next morning, I think it was, I open up my Twitter and in my DMs is this at Par 11 And all he said to me was Chelsea Rent Boy. So I replied. <laughs> yeah. So I replied and just did the little heart eyes emoji. And he, he came back to me the day after and said, weirdo. <laughs> I said, you're the weirdo. You're the weirdo. So I said, You've crept into my DMs to call me a rent boy and I'm the weirdo. I said, okay, have a good day at school. He came, he went, you went to the match with a blow-up trophy. That didn't hurt him much, did it? And he goes, Oh, I didn't know schools were open for 23-year-olds. I said, You slid into my DMs to call me a rent boy, and I don't really know why you're crying. So his response were, You are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lad. Oh, you but- you rattled him so bad. So you then I just so bad. So then I just said to him, I think you should get back to maths, mate. You're gonna get a detention. And he put hope detentions with you. And I just put what? And I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> what? Who story. are these people? Honestly, 23 years old, weird. climbing into a girl's DMs to call her a Chelsea rent boy. Oh, I cried real tears over that, Ollie Parr. Not. After oh, you've just it? gone 13 points clear, that's your priority to go on Twitter and find anyone that said anything negative about Man City. But honestly, Fucking weirdos, they man. were amazing. That tells me it really hurt. So I'm quite pleased. Oh, that's, that. ra- that's rattled the fuck out of them, that is, because they thought Probably they were going to beat us. They honestly, though, be us. I literally just opened those DMs and said, What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh we, um, I think as you were. I think, as you were saying, like, the issues, I, I don't feel like we really turned up at all that game, bar the, bar the early chance where I was screaming at Lukaku to shoot, and he tried, I got the idea, it was a nice idea to try and do a little reverse pass, I think it was into Ziyech, I think, um, and he was offside, it was a nice idea, apart from that, and then his chance right after half-time, um, I don't feel we defended all. I don't feel like we really looked massively stretched at a lot of points. I thought we defended to be fair, all right. It was one nil. It wasn't like they smashed the fuck out of. No, us. they didn't smash a six nil like they did that time, did they? No. 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 And and it, um, I felt there was a point where um, we could have done more. I think we probably could have ended up drawing that game. I don't. We. Yeah, if we don't score that goal, I don't feel like they get a goal after that. Like, and it, it was a peach I, yeah. of a goal, wasn't it? Let's be honest. It was a great goal. And I've just got, I have to. I promised I wouldn't, but I have to. Go on. I have to address these people that said Mendy would have saved that because he's got longer arms. Oh, no, come on. Oh, not, come oh on. no. But there was people, there was people that were genuinely serious saying, Kepper's got weak arms. That's why he didn't save it. The geezer is... It's a beautiful goal. He's bent it around the goalkeeper. Yeah. No goalkeeper saves it. No I don't think so that. either. And I still think it's a bit yeah. weird. And as I've said before, like, Kepper is not my number one. But I but do... Well. Yeah, he has he, done well. He, 
and I actually can't think of a game since he, you know, since um, Mendy's gone, where actually I feel like Kepper has been at fault for any the of it. Only, the only mistake he's made is, I think it was Spurs, the away leg in the Carapel Cup. He had a brain fart and <laughs> he gave the ball away, but it was that offside where he was um, where... Harry Kane was nearer to the goal than what Kepper was after he got the ball, and it was only one player on the line. So oh, he was offside. Yeah, yeah. He had that one. I think he tried to pass it out to somebody, and the pass weren't even on. Yeah. Um, that's the I think only that's thing. Because the Harry, wrong. Harry Kane's dribble was slowing down the ball, I heard. It's, it's, that's yeah, that's legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, right. yeah. I, I I would like. He's done well. He's done like well. Anyone who's sort of having a pop at um, Kepper, I think I'd like him just to sit back and take a few minutes because, actually, uh, more recently, Mendy has had a couple of you know dodgy moments before he went um, away. Yeah, look at West Ham. You could say, oh, oh no, if Mendy had longer arms, he would have saved them two goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. And, and the thing is, when, when we're not playing almost to like our strengths and we're almost trying to patch things up a bit, which I feel like we have had to do. Especially I'm not gonna, over Christmas. We yeah, do. and I'm not going to complain Christmas. about it. It's football. It happens. We, I feel it's like done, we've it? been it's unlucky. Done. We can't do nothing about it. Yeah, right we can't. It's done. I feel like it's unlucky, but I do feel like, you know, there have been times where we have, you know, really tried to patch things up a bit and almost in some cases a bit like uh, damage limitation. Um, and I think... Yeah, that come through at City, didn't it? Especially yeah. come through at City. But I do honestly think on the whole, like, you know, our defence hasn't been amazing in some parts. So if we're going to keep exposing our goalkeeper, they're going to make a mistake. They're only fucking human, isn't they? But he hasn't made the mistake that's led to a goalkeeper. No. He's not made any mistakes. I've I've actually... He's just an easy scapegoat for some, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's an easy scapegoat. Absolutely is. Yeah. And I don't want to Because of that spell, that season or whatever you want to call it, where... Let's be honest, he was awful. Mm-hmm. He was awful for a lot of that time. However, how awful he was, I feel like the defence was probably more awful. I and that exposed say. his limitations as a goalkeeper. And that was Whereas the job of the defence is to surely the job the goalkeeper's the last line of defence. Yeah. So the defence is supposed to protect the goalkeeper, really. Yeah. And let's be honest, they didn't do that that season where Kepper was exposed. They didn't do that at all. No, no. one protected him. No. He was exposed. All his flaws were exposed and magnified a million times over. Yeah, and because people just kept wanting to abuse him, I think, which is weird. But again, whatever... When you look at it, and I can only put it down to Tuchel and his man management, or... You know, it might not be that. And it might be the fact that Kepa's on a load of money and he thinks, fuck, I'm just going to stay here. I'm on a load of money. But at the end of the day, if you've been bought for 70 million and you're now second choice, no matter what bad spell you've had, you must be thinking, fuck this. I can go somewhere else and play every week and still get decent money. And, that, and he still stayed there. And his attitude's good. His attitude's good is, when he plays. And actually, as soon as you started saying that, the first thing that popped into my mind is, I want Rom to be like him, and yet Rom gets to play every week. Yet Kepa is having to... Knows he's only in the side at the moment because Mendy's away. Knows he's probably only going to get cup games realistically. He'll you know, be buzzing for that cup final. <laughs> but that's the point, isn't it? It's like, you know, 
that's you're looking at him and you're thinking right you know at least he's he's there and he and he wants to be here and he's you know he's doing everything he can when he's when he gets given the chance Romelu needs to wake up because that's the sort of shit I want to see from him really you, you really want a squad full of Kepper's attitudes don't you the whole yeah. squad you want to be Kepper's don't you his attitude yeah and Rudy so we can have a bit of shit so we can have a bit of yeah, shit yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah you definitely want to sprinkle in a Rudy in there don't get me wrong yeah um but all in all, I think City, we, the most you could argue we deserved out of the game was a draw. I yeah. think if we had got a draw, I don't think anyone could have said we didn't deserve a draw. No, no, but they wouldn't have been able to. I don't feel like no one with a straight face, even the most Chelsea person in the world can turn around and go, we deserve to win that. We did not, under no circumstances, did we deserve to win that game. We didn't do enough to win that game. No. If we had won it, I would have fucking took a bit of shit housery if we had won it and only yeah. gone in the 90th minute. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. We, we wouldn't have deserved it. Losing one nil, I couldn't argue. We lost the game one nil. I couldn't. I couldn't and, argue. And you, and you're losing to a team who was already at that point ten points clear, and we're in January. You know. They're like, and I, and again, I don't feel like they've played exceptionally well all season. But what they do is, they just churn it out. They're like a, they're, they're just like a, it's such a fucking cliche, but they're like a well-oiled machine, isn't they? they yeah. Just do the same thing week in, week out. Right. It doesn't three matter. Points, yeah. Three points, three points, doesn't three matter points, who, three points. who's out. They that they and, and I don't all, think they've actually suffered with any injuries, have they? They had a bit of a COVID breakout at one point, but the COVID breakout they had, it seemed to only affect not the regular starters it was more the bench players that's right yeah so to be fair they... so so they still had a decent one to 11 anyway yeah sort of been unaffected as such haven't they they, they they've not been affected as us they've not been affected i was about to say not as affected as liverpool well it's only us that have been really affected isn't it? yeah it's really not been as, they've been nowhere near as affected as us no so we move on to Brighton in the league, and uh, oh god, for me, that, probably the worst one of the lot. If I'm being honest, it was probably well, the worst one of the lot. I was going to say it. It felt much like, uh, well, actually, no, it was probably like. worse. I mean, it was bad to get a one-one draw. With it was the worst home. one out of all of them. It, it was the yeah. worst game out of all of them for me. I thought it was dog shit. I won't lie to you either. I literally was, you know, when you just, I was so excited to go. I've not been to the Amex. And I knew it was a bit of an arsehole to get to, but I was excited about going. <laughs> it was no, more of an arsehole to get to than you thought, when it? It, was, it really was. <laughs> Sitting on a park and ride like an absolute bus wanker was the highlight <laughs> of my night, uh, honestly. But, I mean, we had a better trip than most. People trying to get back to the train station had a mare. Um, oh, people driving trying to get out of there. Fuck that. Oh, uh, yeah, no, which was the beauty, actually, of the park. And I actually am going to, like, praise them for this because they've clearly realised that this stadium, which they've put this in the centre... Sponsored by Brighton and Hoalvian Park and Ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they've put this stadium in the arsehole of nowhere. It's an absolute nightmare to get to. You can't park it unless looks you... A nightmare. Yeah, you have to, like, use their actual, like, club parking and there's very few spaces. <laughs> And it cost you £15 for the privilege. But we managed to find this park and rise, which I'm not kidding you, was basically a slip road onto the uh, A road. And um, they, they shut it off. They literally shut it off so that you can park on this bloody slip road and then jump on a bus. But fair play to them because, I mean, you didn't even have to have a match ticket, to be fair. But they, they, they had said anyone with a match ticket, home or away, gets to you get to 
like rides in for free on the train from from Brighton or you know anywhere and uh yeah oh. fair play it was actually all right I mean I quite enjoyed sitting on a bus with a load of Brighton fans not like there's gonna be any aggro is there let's be honest and um no. yeah we got to the stadium no problem and they open it early anyway but they've also got all these really nice stalls and things outside so you can have a beer would look like you know with like nice chairs and stuff it's quite a nice stadium it is then they've got a nice look little you bar. Had a proper whistle stop tour Honestly, i was most impressed by that than i was tottenham hotspur stadium put it that way and um literally we we got out of the ground. We we didn't leave early or anything like that. We walked up steps. We walked straight, got on a bus, straight to the car, straight home. It was an arsehole to get to, but getting home was a breeze. But yeah, it was yeah. it was yeah, it was weird, but like nicely weird. And the other good thing that they do is because they realise they're in the arse end of nowhere, they actually allow the bars and the concourse to stay open for two hours after the game so that all the traffic and shit can die down. <laughs> That's quite good, actually, because you could easily just chuck everyone outside, couldn't you, and just be like, fuck off, get and, out of it. And it would be carnage for anyone, like, everyone trying to leave. So I think it does help. But, yeah, I just wanted to give props to them, actually, because although it is, like, in a terrible location, they've that... done everything they can to make it better, I think. But I wouldn't want to do I it every never, week. I never, ever thought I would hear anyone on our pod <laughs> go down a park and ride rabbit hole. <laughs> Oh, it's better than your Bruno Fernandez, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> I have to be honest. Anything's better than my Bruno Fernandez rabbit hole. Yeah, that, you had a fucking yeah. bear with that one. Let's be honest. That were my. In all fairness, fucking, I'm just going to shout him out. Walker was hosting that one. <laughs> and <laughs> and in the history of 1905, pod host he is by far the worst one that we've ever had. <laughs> He let, you know why? Because he let you go down that fucking rabbit hole. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> see, if you'd have been there, you'd have pulled me back from the brink. Literally. And have. I didn't even have. And listen, don't get me wrong. Ash was bellend. And for, for all his faults, he would have still pulled me out of that rabbit hole. Yeah, he would. He would have still pulled me. In all fairness, he would have pulled me out of the rabbit hole and then started talking about all the years he played right back. <laughs> But, but do you know what's worse about this, Rick? Is it's almost like you knew you were on a pod with people who weren't going to shut you up. So you took full advantage and behaved like an absolute child. That's what you did. Yeah, I did. But in my defence, I had Walker as the host and I had Jordan sitting in the dark. I couldn't even see Jordan. He what, was sat in the dark. You know what I'm going to do here now, ain't I? Is stop you going down another fucking rabbit hole so we can talk yes, about Tottenham. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to Tottenham. <laughs> what, what I was going to say was we might as well just like lump all three. Obviously, we had the semi against them, two legs, and then we just got to play them in the legs. So we might as well talk about Tottenham as a whole because 8 0 yeah. over four games this season, none conceded. It's just that superiority they complex. Really We've shit so... Tottenham. So what does that make you? They got us at the best time to play us this season. We beat them 8 0 on aggregate. Yep. Um, and we are, we're just miles ahead of them. I know they've got a game. And I know people keep saying, oh, if they win their, f- they're not going to win their four games now. I'm oh, putting out there now. They ain't winning their four games now. I, I don't know. They could, but all I do know is that, that they will bottle it every time. They're not going to win the league. So who gives a fuck? 
Yeah, there, and the fact we've we, it wasn't even close. None of the game, like the away leg in the Carabao Cup, they had the ball in the net. VAR done its job for the penalties and the offside goal. Spot on decisions. I can't tell did. you how great that game was and being I bet there. Brilliant in there, wasn't it? I bet Can I just tell you a very quick story about where they, where oh, the away do. fans are? Right. So obviously, like, yeah, it's a nice, shiny new stadium, but it is a soulless bowl. They were so quiet, and when they do sing, it's so <laughs> boring. It's like they might as well not fucking be there. I mean, they weren't most it's of bad, them from it? about 70 minutes, to be fair. It emptied out quicker than that fucking Parker ride, let me tell you. And they, <laughs> it, but the thing that got me and the thing that was so fucking Spursy about their stadium is that all of the away fans, every, okay, we had a, a bigger allocation, obviously, because it was the semi final, right? I get that. So yeah. we had 6,000 seats as opposed to the, whatever the three, 4,000 we normally would have, okay? Yeah. But the, the, where, where we were sat is where the normal away fan section would be. In that corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they put the away fans in front of the Tottenham hospitality every fucking week. Can you imagine spending thousands to be in your plush Tottenham Hotspur hospitality suite and then they just get abused week in, week out? Only Tottenham could have fucking done that. Only Tottenham. Who who has designed that? And Whose it was, idea was that? And they're all there at the beginning of the game, giving it Billy Bob, Big Bollocks, even though they're losing from the first leg, right? So they, they're the ones with the work to do. They're giving it like Billy Big, but honestly, I couldn't stop laughing. There was this one fella, I've never seen anyone so angry in my entire life. <laughs> it was hilarious. Of course, we were all like, woo, waving at him, you know, like, come on, mate, calm down. And then all they've got separating the Chelsea from this lovely hospitality suite and the outside area they've got is these like half sort of gate, glass gates. So the Chelsea fans were just jumping over them. <laughs> and it kicked off massive. But it was the best thing I've ever seen. People in oh, hospitality wow. just actually like... But then they got all upset and started throwing coins at us. From the hospitality. Oh, I did section. see. I, uh, that's, they're an, they are an angry bunch, though, but... Oh, don't blame them. Nice stadium. In all fairness, they are shit, shit aren't they? They are shit. Oh, but they're who shit. does that? You, if you're paying thousands of pounds, you, if you think I'm going to be sat there and being abused week in, week out for my money, Why I'd rather fan. not go. Oh, my God. You I wouldn't go. Fan. Why would you go? Why would you go? Fucking hilarious, though. It's a great time. Anyone wanting to go there as an away fan is having the best time, even if you're losing, because they just don't like banter. They don't like nothing. They're so fucking miserable. It's unbelievable. They're a temperamental bunch, aren't they? Yeah. They are a temperamental bunch. Proper angry. We've, um... The... The home leg of the Carabao Cup, we should have won five or six nil. Oh, it was yeah. the, the gap in quality was. However, the lead up and the the inconsistencies that had troubled us in the lead up to that game, I was quite happy with two nil and a clean sheet. To be Absolutely honest, absolutely was because I think I was quite happy. There were there were some moments that went through my head, thinking, I don't know if we're ready for this. 
Uh, but thankfully, yeah, I was we... a little bit worried. We started well. We started fast, which was good. I think that took them by surprise. We started fast, scored the early goal. Their fucking comical, their comical second own goal was hilarious. Um, well, I would like to say is... though, if Con- if Conte's comments after that game was what they've been dealing with, no wonder they didn't win because he basically is telling them their shit. Yeah. It... <laughs> And I felt like he kind of basically said as well that he's not allowed to say their shit anymore mm. because he's got in trouble for saying their shit. That's what I got from what he was saying. It yeah. kind of said, I, I can't really say what I want to And it, it makes me laugh so much because Spurs do this thing and it always, I don't know why it appears on my timeline, but every time they do an announcement, they do like a pre-thing on their Twitter site and it says... Um, announcement coming or statement on its way or something like that and it makes it feel like something massive is going to happen and if you scroll through the comments next time it happens on one of their posts it's hilarious because everyone's just like oh i really thought conte had had enough and he's gone literally everyone thinks he's gonna walk everyone thinks he's gonna walk already he is definitely walking if he's not backed in the summer he's walking if he's not back to in the summer, he's definitely walking. I feel sorry for him. I mean, I, I know he's everyone getting, he needs a job. Ba- he's but... not getting back to in the summer, is he? Let's be honest. He's not getting back. Absolutely he's not getting back not. to the level he wants to be back. Do you know he's why I think he's not as well? Because I saw something on Twitter which actually really did make me howl with laughter. Um, <laughs> uh, the, they, they did like one, or it was like a Tottenham news thing. I don't know how it ended up on my timeline either, but someone had obviously found it, so it was gold. Um, but they actually like were announcing in this Tottenham, on this Tottenham news Twitter page that um, uh ENIC had decided that they're now buying up these things around the stadium and they're now building like a load of penthouses around the ground, like, you know, around the area of the ground. <sighs> and it. it was like billions. And I was like, well, there goes their fucking transfer window money again. It's, it's, it's literally, they're not, they're not interested in football, them owners. They're not interested in football at all, which is fucking hilarious I love it fuck being a Spurs fan fuck being a Spurs fan they they never you know the first leg of the Carabao Cup they had a couple of half chances in the second half Kepa had to make a couple of half decent saves but nothing really where he was I was gonna say I didn't that I can remember I didn't feel that um I was worried at any point I'm not just saying this because he's top that well Actually, I probably would, yeah, but I do mean it. I didn't, even in the second leg, where they've had the disagreements, and they did get a bit, as soon as we scored that first goal in that first half hour, the Rudiger header, it was game over. Yeah, That was the tyre, it was done. The and tyre that, was done. And actually, that's what I, I did like about it, is that actually, I thought I thought we looked a little more dogged and leggy in the second um, leg. But um, yeah, we I did. I think I think they well they feel hard done by that VAR had done them out of it. No, actually, for once VAR <laughs> did every... his job. Yeah, <laughs> the penalty was about twenty yards outside the box. Yeah. Not about the ref gave it. And anyway. you know what? It was down the other fucking end of where we were, and even I could see it wasn't even there. You could still see it was. So, it's, it's, and I didn't even take was, binoculars. So that that ref. Thank fuck for VAR, because that would have been a different night if we didn't have VAR, because that ref 
had an absolute shocker. Oh, he gave the Kessler penalty when Kessler... The ball went out. He's obviously touched oh, it. The ball went like that. You know when you just Fuck feel like the world's awful. against you? It does feel like that sometimes. But I, thank, I do... F- thank fuck for VAR that night. Thank yeah. fuck for VAR. It, um, um, it done its job for once. Yeah, and I think with Rudiger as well, because I don't necessarily think anyone else looked like they were like bang on to score. And he just came out. And I like nice. that. I like that he just kind of came in, did what he did, and then walked away. And then by that point, they're all a bit more riled up. We feel even more comfortable and they feel even more dejected. So it did its job, didn't it, really? Um, but it was good. He played very well. He played very well over the two legs anyway. He played very well. And then, <coughs> and then obviously, we come to yesterday. Um, and, I mean, I won't lie to you. I thought how we looked against Brighton on Tuesday. Um, I thought, oh, God. And I did think, well, do you know what? I'd rather beat him in a semi. You know, I was almost resigning myself to the fact that we probably weren't going to win this one because we'd, you know, done them already three times this season. And, Mm. you know, how greedy do you want to be? Surely not four. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually did think that. I thought, you know, it's not going to be four. And then I go downstairs for my beer and, yeah, and then don't come back up in time. Uh, But, what a ball! What a goal from Ziyech. Oh, great goal! I just want to um the the first. I thought we were all right in the first half. Yeah, it was a little bit of. I felt like we were kind of very a bit timid in the first half. I think we looked don't feel like, you know. Yeah, I don't feel like not to single anyone out because I don't mean to single them out, but I don't feel like. I don't feel like Mount and Ziesh were impacting the game a lot in the first half. Um, I don't feel. I thought Callum was lucky not to get yanked off at half time. I thought he was that bad in the first half. Um, yeah, I think he had some moments, and he was at least tracking back, and he was. He changed. Callum's game changed when he went past that Tanganga and got mm. him booked. And then you could see the light bulb went off, and he thought, "Oh, I've got." Oh, Oh, I've got this cunt now. He's booked. Oh, yeah. I've got him on toast for the rest of the game now. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like the managers obviously said to him at half time, just, just get it and run at him. If he tackles you and it's a good tackle, it's a good tackle. Just keep running at him because you're going to get past him at one point. Yeah. And, it, and he did for the goal. He just completely just done a little swivel thing on the, he like hopped it over him and went past him on the, Right on the byline. Yeah. He cut him well. He was direct. He was positive. He laid it off to Ziesh and fucking... It was Ziyech majestic. The rest with that, wand, that fucking wand of the left foot. Yeah. Um, it it was majestic. Pe- people were... People on the timeline, obviously you wouldn't have seen this. You might have seen it since. But obviously you were at the game. But I was seeing on the timeline. I actually thought at half time, I nearly tweeted from our account, but I decided not to because, to be honest... I just wanted to make a tail. I couldn't be bothered to interact with anyone at half time, so I didn't post it. Um, but Ziyech was, I thought he was probably our best player in the first half. Yeah. His work rate, his tracking back. He looked like he had the bit between it. It wasn't always coming off. He was trying things. I don't mind him trying things if they're not coming off. As long as he's working hard and he keeps trying it because it's yeah. going to come off at one point. We always and keep was... saying, don't we? He has those moments, and it, but it might only be once in a game. But have we'll that take, as long as the work yeah. rate's still there, as long as the work yeah. rate's there, I can take nine times out of ten it not working. 
for that game winning one time that it does work. And he was working on people were people were slagging him on the timeline at half time. I was oh, like, Oh, really? I was, but a couple of people were saying how good Mount was, and I was thinking, I wouldn't say Mount's had a bad first half, but I wouldn't say he's done anything that stands out. Whereas I think Ziyech has probably outworked Mount in the first half. I feel like he's outworked everyone in the first half. Being honest, though, do you think that's because Mount is Mr. Consistency? He's he's continually trying to drive forward. He's always trying to... He, I always feel like he tries to make things safe for us. And it, and it allows Ziyech to have that freedom. And also, Ziyech hadn't been that great. And actually, until last night, He'd had moments, maybe, but nothing that would have blown your mind. So no. I think the fact that Ziyech had a really good game and Mount maybe just stuck at his level, his Mr. Consistent level, it made yeah. Ziyech, it maybe made Mount not look quite so dynamic and made Ziyech look a bit better. Perhaps, I don't know. I'm asking your opinion, I guess. But oh, I think what helps Ziyech as well. I don't feel like what's helped him is that he's been moved about a lot in that front line. Like, if it's the right, the left, if it's the false nine, he's kind of moved around a bit. For me, he looks better on that right of a front three. Um, as long as... Now, fair play to Azbilaqueta that he can do this at his age. Obviously, I'm fucking older than him and I fucking definitely couldn't cover the ground <laughs> he covers. Um, the fact that he can just... The fact that you can bomb on, but it will be easier when Reese James is back. No disrespect to Asbilaqueta, but it is easier for James to get forward. I think we're all it's accepting bet- that, you know, Asby's probably in his last season. It, it, it's probably honest. his last season. He's but, played more games than he should have because of the Reese injury. Yeah, and the COVID and whatever. Mm. And he's kind of managed to stay free of all that. He's stayed free of niggling injuries and he's been, gr- he's been because great. Because he's for us. Superman. He is actually it, Superman. He's a captain, isn't he? He's what you want. Even when he's yeah. declining, he's still putting his body on the line. He's still, uh, putting, well, he's still giving 110%. Yeah. But what what Ziyech needs, if he's on that right of the front, it works for him there. Is because he can come in on his left foot. Yes. He can float around. But he needs... What enables him to cut in is that right... Is that person right back or right wing back is bombing past him, taking the left back away. Yeah. And that gives him space to cut in. And that's what happened for the goal. It gives yeah. him space to just cut in on his left. And listen, he's, he's proven at Brighton. He scored the goal. At, he didn't do much else in the Brighton game, let's be honest, but he did yeah. score the goal. Yeah. And, but you're kind of seeing a progression now. He's doing more things that are affecting the game. He's do you scoring think... goals. He's working harder. I think as but well... I do agree with you. Mount, he does work. Sorry to come back to what no, you no, were no, saying, sorry. but I don't feel like I really answered your question. What what you were saying about, I do think it does work well with Mount being there with him because Mount does work so much, yeah, and covers so much ground. It takes a bit of the it takes a bit of the responsibility away from Ziyech, where he maybe doesn't have to work as hard. And he can just concentrate on just floating about, looking to pick up the ball in little pockets of space, turning that killer yeah. pass, that killer shot, whatever. Which, if it works, it works. is amazing. Yeah, because that's what yeah. we want. We want them to find a way to work together. And I think yeah. you're right. I think all this, all the interchanging, on some parts we've had to, but I won't we've lie had to you. We've had to with injuries and COVID. The manager, 
has he's maybe rotated a little bit more than I would have personally. I do think he's overdone the rotation. If I'm being, and uh, listen, fuck me, I'm his biggest fan. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to hear any bad no, words no, against yeah, the manager. I know. Jesus Christ! I think but, he's been at fault for a few things, though. I won't lie. I think the the holding off on subs has been actually one of our biggest downfalls, and I would say even against City. Um, he should have made changes games earlier. He has waited too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. But certain at the same time, I think I think he is also trying to manage them better. But then, uh, I think the thing I don't understand, and I think it was after the City game, is that um, obviously we referred back to it on the last pub when we were talking about this Lukaku situation and how that could be like Tommy's downfall. Um, I think there's a double-edged sword for for Tuchel now. And I think he needs to find a way to get this work. He needs Rom back on song and he needs him to be showing way more passion than he is. And I'm not going to lie. I think after the interview I saw after the City game, I genuinely don't think Tuchel wants Romelu Lukaku. Not in its current state. And no, I agree with you to a point. I agree with you, yeah. But I think also there's a double edged sword. So he kept Lukaku on for the entire game, and he really should have probably put Kai on because, oh my God, Romelu was a disaster, in my opinion. Right? Watching that guy is painful sometimes. So I thought, well, it's a bit weird, Tommy, that you've sort of come out after the game and he was sort of having a pop at Lukaku. And he was critical, wasn't he? Definitely. Yeah. Very critical. And yeah. I thought, but hang on a minute. You're saying this about him, but you kept him on for the entire game, knowing that it wasn't working. Now, if we're if we're getting to a bit of a stage with Tuchel where he doesn't really fancy Rom and he's still a bit pissed off Boom, I can imagine that Thomas Tuchel holds a grudge. He's German. He, um, yeah, but, yeah, he seems to type, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. But I, but I also think he's very fair. So there's this... I've got like the devil and, my, and the angel on my shoulder about this because I think I don't actually think that Tuchel is impressed with the way that Rom's been, and I think that Tuchel would be expecting from Rom what we're all expecting, which is shut up, get on with your job. You're a striker, you're not scoring um, enough, and when you have got a chance, you're whinging at everybody else. That's how I see Lukaku at the moment. And I don't see that Tommy sees it far different from his comments after the City game, but you left him on. So are we now in a position where it's a, he cost us a hundred million pounds, he has to play, or is it then the struggle where Tommy says, no, you're not playing very well. You're on the bench today. And then the board turn around and say, we paid a hundred million pounds for him. He has to play. And I don't feel that Tommy... You in. have to make it work with him. You have yeah. to make it work. And I can't see... I think... I just get a feeling that there there is not just a rift or, or some upset between the players. I get a feeling there's an upset with Tommy and him. Because I think Rom does think he's like a big deal. But he's not proved that to us yet. I, I agree... Like going back to when we signed him, and I and I think we've touched on this in the past. I know Johnny touched on this when he appeared on the pod as well, and he kind of 
and he kind of done a Mystic Megan called this a few weeks before, didn't mm, he? Mm. Um, I I don't feel like Tuchel has gone to the board and gone, I want Romelu Lukaku. No, he absolutely hasn't. I thought, no, I feel like it was it was fairly obvious to anyone that we needed a centre forward. Yeah, and I feel like. You know, in an ideal, let's be honest, in an ideal world, if if he's got a list of five forwards, he's probably on that list of five forwards, but he's probably near he's probably near the but he's probably number four or five. Yeah. Haaland's probably the first choice. He probably wanted Haaland, but he couldn't get Haaland if it was money or whatever. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but no. it probably was money anyway. But he's they probably said to him, We can't get you Haaland, but we can get you Lukaku. And he's probably gone, uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just need um, something. Yeah. Yeah, I just need someone. He's come in and I don't... And and it's kind of what you said about Lukaku is attitude. I don't know whether attitude's the right word, but I feel like he's played a certain way into Milan. And I did read an article that was quite interesting. I didn't know this. He didn't play... He didn't play really as the number nine in Milan. He was kind of... Uh, it was like a false nine they used to play, and then he'd play off the false nine. Yeah. And he'd play like on the left or the right. It, it might have been the right, actually. I can't remember which I one. I think it was. that's it was why I'd like right. to see a bit more of Kai, you know. Well, I said this, and I did disagree with a tweet that, that uh, I think it was Johnny put out yesterday, and he said, What's the point of putting Kai and Lukaku together? Because He's so clearly not on Kai's wavelength. But, but well, I how don't the fuck think... do we know that? Yeah. How, how do we know that? We haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, actually, I don't know whether it would be a case of um, just something just something to tweak that. Because my worry is, is that Lukaku just thinks he's this big deal because of his price tag now. And rather than looking at the bigger picture. It has gone to his head a little bit. It it? feels like it. And it feels like he can just wander around and do what the fuck he wants. But in the meantime, don't worry about us fucking all over the place, you know, singing your name. I must admit, not many people are singing his name anymore. They are. Everyone is now waiting for him to fucking do something. The thing is, it's that kind of, like, every single player, as soon as you go to a new club, you're used to the way your old club play and you play in a certain way for your old club. I get that. Yeah. That's, that, that's understandable. But a team buys you to come and buy into what they're creating. Mm. So you need to come. A club does not adapt to the way one player plays. No. You need to come in and adapt and contribute to how Tuchel wants you to play. Yeah. Because Tuchel's the manager. Yeah. He needs to come in. And, and this is Chelsea in the Premier League, not Milan. Mate, this is not, this is not, this is not Serie A. This is, no. This, 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 this is, this, but this is a top league. Like Serie A is not a top league anymore. It's not. And it's, and it's not like he's not had the experience. This is where he started. Like, this is so he's he's proven he can score goals in this league. He can score. That's not within. He needs to humble himself and just and get his head to, down and just get his head down and say, Tommy, what do you want me to do? I'll do what you want me to do. So then on that, just, if he if he does that, he score goals. Yeah, if that's what the manager wants him to do. He'll score goals. Yeah, but I do think him and Kai will work 
It's because I can see one of them just staying in the middle, the other one just dropping slightly left or right. I think that works for me. I that think it. I think it needs to be tried at least. I mean, hundred percent. I think my only thing is, I think with Kai getting COVID again, and he already had long COVID. We that don't. Poor, that poor, Oh my God! Sorry to interrupt you. That. I had that in my head a couple of minutes ago. I wanted to bring this up, so I'm so glad you did. We have no idea what that's done to that poor boy. Or how he's feeling or anything. Well, and if oh. he had long COVID and then got COVID again, what does that mean now? Is he still continuing with the long COVID? Is it that he got a new bout? I mean, we don't What's know. Long-term but... damage. What's that done to his long-term like fitness and stuff? Yeah, well, and exactly. We have no idea. So I feel like Tommy's managing him and he's having to go he's on the bench because we... Yeah. Didn't really have a lot of choice. But at the same yes, score, yes. I think I would rather Kai at 10% than Lukaku as he is now. And that's my God's honest truth. If that boy comes on and yes. he tries, uh, you know he's at least going to try. Whereas I feel with... And I and I wonder if this is another part of Lukaku where it's like, a, well, they're going to play me. So I'll just play. It could be. That's an, I hadn't really thought of it like that, to be honest. That's an interesting point. He could be sitting there thinking, it's well, got no competition. Me. Yeah. Even if I'm left on the bench for one week, I'm going to be playing the next I'd week. Rather you know, like, Timo, like, I'd rather see Timo. I'd rather see a lot more of Timo, to be fair, because I do we love that kid. We haven't seen a lot of him, have we? I love well, him, though, because he tries so I think that's an understatement. We've seen nothing. We've seen nothing, have we, really? He's had, like, cameo bit parts, hasn't he? But... Again, didn't he have COVID? We don't really know. Again, what's... we don't know what he could be protecting him as well. It's yeah. a good point you bring up. We just don't know. We have no I idea. I think I think we did that typical stiff up a lip and let's just let's just crack on with this in the best way that we can because I don't think we have any of the full details about you know who had COVID, how long that lasted, who was really feeling it. Wow. The one that worries me is Kai, though. That does worry yeah. me. The second time to get it, when he'd had it so bad the first time They're going to have to start well. playing him at some point, though, because otherwise he's going to lose complete, like, sharpness. Like, so something's got to give somewhere. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see. Again. Yeah, I'm interested to see now how, after two weeks now of, like, you know, obviously you know like you said some will go on holiday and stuff but I'm interested to see now I think I would I know it's only Plymouth and I, and like, we should wrap this up soon but I know it's only Kawhi Plymouth but I feel like he does I think yeah. I think Rom should also be playing because if you're going to have an audition that's probably the game to do it no disrespect to Plymouth fuck me they could turn up and wallop us it would be fucking hilarious let's be honest but it's you an know, opportunity it's for goals you know it's, it's yeah. confident it's also an opportunity to further rest those that have been playing almost every game. And it's a way to now recoup, regroup, and actually, you know, find something about us again. Because I feel like we've really muddled through. Yeah. And I want to see us on the front it, Muddle, yeah. Yeah, muddle through is a good way to put it. That's literally what we've done, to be honest. It has been a muddle. And hopefully... everyone is Club World Cup, isn't it? After uh, well, I'm thinking of, like, first team. Yeah. Like, well, I know that sounds really disrespectful, but, no, but he's it's... obviously going to rest a lot of players for Plymouth. I mean, like, yeah, he's got when to... we're going to be, like, first team playing, yeah. it's going to be Club World Cup, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it will be the Club World Cup. So what's that on the night? Yeah. So that's four days after. So I can't imagine... Um too many uh being overstretched for Plymouth to be fair no because I feel I feel like the club have probably said we need to be winning that competition we want to be winning that competition it's It's two games it's two games I think it's February the 9th then the 12th I think yeah it'll be the Saturday final yeah if we make it yeah 
So, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of also an inconvenience, isn't it, really? Because we probably could be doing without that at this point. But I do think, it, you know, at least it's coming after a break. And, you know, we've got the FA Cup. They should all be rested. They yeah. should be rested, ready to go. We've got, hopefully, as you said, I don't think you said in the pod, I think you said right before we started recording, hopefully have we should have Reese back by then because he's training. So yeah. he should be back by then. I hope so. Which is a massive... Even if he's on the bench, just having him back is massive. I think if we get to a point where um, Chile's like our only real downfall, I think that would please him. We can do all right then, can't we? Yeah. Like, if it's... If it's a back five, for me, it's Reese James right wing back, Saar left wing back. If it's a back four, it's Reese James right back, it's Saar left back. Oh, you're going, oh, okay. So you're not yeah. buying into the Kennedy and the Emerson thing if that happens. Well, Kennedy's. I don't think it happens. I don't think it I don't think. I think. They've brought Kennedy back because they've just thought, fuck, we've got nothing left I back. think we've panicked. <laughs> They've panicked. They've brought him back. But rather than buying think... someone, though, at least we've recalled people. And yeah, it could have been worse. They could have gone and spent thirty-five million on an average left back that we'd be stuck with for the next three, four seasons. Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a certain element of noddle being used, but we don't really know how Chile's going to go. I know he is back in in the gym and things. I've seen pictures with Reese, but we, that's an injury that is taking slow, some It's a slow time. process. Yeah. It's rehab, isn't it? You just take a long time. I don't think the actual, from the moment it happens till rehab's a long time. I don't think it's yeah. that long. It's the rehab that takes a long time. Yeah. So um, I just think that, a question then, actually, and then we'll, we'll log off, but... Um, do you think we're buying anyone this transfer window? Because we've only no. got, what, a week? No. No, I don't I either. Will, I will put my hat on no one coming in. I feel like they've been surprised by how well SARS played, I think. So I think yeah. how well SARS played, I think they've just thought, do we really need to go and buy anyone? We can just save it and put it towards, I don't know, a centre-half in the summer if we're losing Rudiger and Christensen. Oh, well, there, were, there was um, a little rumble earlier, and I didn't know how to, so I wasn't going to go crazy about it, but there is a rumour that Rudy might be signing a new deal. If, if there's a choice between him and Christensen, I pick Rudiger. Me too. All day long. I feel like it seems to me he's kind of... It's, he's, it's always been the attitude of Christensen. I'm not saying he's got a bad attitude. I think he's just weak mentally. He's very weak mentally. I feel like he's already decided already he's gone. He's I, think he's gone already. I think that he's too. I think that too. He's decided. He's mentally in Spain already or wherever. He's mentally somewhere else already. Well, and this is the thing, and I think it was about Rudy and all the rumours surrounding Rudy. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I think when we first sort of talked about Rudy saying that, you know, there was a chance he was going to go, it was because he was supposedly de- uh, demanding like 400 quid a week. Like, don't be silly. Like, not being rude, but don't be silly. You're no, at the end of your off. career. No yeah. disrespect to a centre-half. You can't be asking for 400 grand a week no. from a centre-half. So I thought, OK, that's ridiculous. Because if that's the point, then if, you might as well fuck it off and get someone younger. Do you know what I mean? That was my sort of attitude. And I just thought, please don't try Half the wages. Them. Yeah. 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 But having looked at it, I think someone was saying that he wanted 
and uh, please don't quote me on this, but it was it was kind of like this. Um, and the principle that I'm going to make the, the point of of the make blah, 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 easy for me to say. <laughs> the principal point that I am going to make will follow, but it was something like he said he would take 180 grand a week if we if he okay. could have a five year deal. So he obviously would have some security, right? But then oh, really? the other option was that he would take three years, but he wanted 220 grand a week, apparently. Well, actually, if you work that out, and even if you tie him down to the five years, it doesn't mean he needs to stay for five years. We could still sell him. We could still yeah, sell you him. Can, you, you can shoot him out, sell him for... Let's just say we sell him when he's 32 or 33, whatever. It's not going to be a lot of money, but you're right. You can still ship him on. It's not right. like he's tied in. But the, the point value. is, for the money that we actually paid for him and the service that he's provided to us and the player that he's been for us, he's, he's repaid his debt, right? Absolutely has. So realistically, yes, you've, you've now got to look at this like this is a new deal, but we're not having to pay the transfer fee. We're just having to up his wages. Is so that it's like a un- signing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is that unrealistic when you've got Callum? His was he on like two hundred grand a week? Probably about that. I would have thought. Well, yeah. So based on our our opinions of you know we, we haven't gone too much into Callum, but we think that you know there are points and times where he's got a lot to learn. But you've got yeah, an still, established absolutely. defender who is probably saving your ass a bit week in, week out alongside the other. He's Silver. up there in the world, isn't he? He's up there with the best in the world. Who are you paying 220 grand to? Because I know what my answer is. It's Rudy. It's a good point. It's a good point. And I know I don't say it often, but Tracy, that was a good point. Thank you. <laughs> and do you know what? Because you've actually agreed and you're so flummoxed and in awe it of hurt. my opinion... It- I really want to say goodbye oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I do just want to point out before this started. That, hurt me. that did hurt me. Rick, Rick's on his Wi-Fi in Portugal again. So um, it means that we were at risk of the donkey getting involved and chewing up the Wi-Fi. Quiet, really? And you know what? I'm really disappointed because I promised Catherine that she would get a tune out of me this week. And you didn't fall off and allow me my moment. I'm sorry, Catherine, th- it's Rick's fault. I think it's the time that I tell you all I have killed the donkey. No, I haven't really. <laughs> I was going to say, famous last words, you're about to drop off or something. <laughs> yeah, then all of a sudden, just like... Uh. Yeah, he, oh, he's frozen. I'm going to talk to myself again for the next 10 minutes. No. <laughs> but no, I tell you what, I'm so happy to be back. I feel like I, like we haven't done this for so long. In reality, it probably is only about three weeks, but we've had so many games. a lot of football. I feel like we did... I feel like there was a lot to talk about, though. There's a lot yeah. of situations that have well, happened. Well, I hope we haven't pulled the fuck bubbling. out of everyone. Well, if we have fucking tough tips. Yeah, Sorry. shit. And we don't care, really, do we? <laughs> no, I don't think we've had any moments where Connor's going to crash his car, so he's safe for another week. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we'll be back yeah. to um, cover the other games that are coming up. So we've got Plymouth. I we'll we'll be back back next. I suppose... I suppose it would make sense for us to do the Sunday after Plymouth. Yes, let's do that. If we say it out loud, it means we've got to do it because people are getting on our yeah, back. Yeah, so if we do, and then we can just do it. It'll be like a short one for Plymouth, 
and we can talk about anything that's happened in the news or whatever, yeah. anything that's bubbling up or whatever. Yeah, and we'll be coming stories. to the end of the transfer window just in case, but it's unlikely. So, so there might might be something to talk about, any outgoings or maybe incomings, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and then it might be, and then I suppose it would make sense for us to do cup one... Cup. One at a time. After the final, if we <gasps> get to the final. No, see, final. I was going to say, let's talk about the Wednesday game or whatever it is, and then let's not... Oh, so you wanted to do one straight after the Wednesday? Oh. Well, either that or... Well, well I guess actually it doesn't make any... It, it won't really matter, because if we win that, we might as well wait for the final. If we don't, we'll do it after that. Let's say that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That and, makes sense, that makes um, sense. And then it's Palace, then it's Palace the next one, isn't it, on the then 19th? Then it's Palace, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually not going to that and one. And then Rick. it's back to two a week, isn't it? So we got Palace and then we got Leo in the week, haven't we? Oh yeah, I'm excited about these coming up. And still don't know still don't know anything about travel restrictions, if anyone's even going to be allowed into France or anything. Me and Jordan <laughs> are like literally booked and ready to go and we're like this. But we've kind of come to the conclusion now that if Lille doesn't happen in Lille, then fuck it we're just going to book somewhere else and keep that and for another time so we might have a jolly up in dam instead because this paid for it's done i don't want to think about it now so you I'm might as well wouldn't you praying yeah but i they would like normally... it to stay there i would like it to stay there just because we are actually settled we know what I we're would... doing i would say normally stuff like this if they have to move something somewhere it normally goes to spain or portugal that which but... is what someone else said to me they're praying for portugal I don't think it's going to happen because the COVID cases are so fucking high still. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Think it it's, gone a bit, it's gone a bit quiet. So I'm thinking that they are actually going to they're allow us to go. To as so, long... I think they're trying to do something, can they? Yeah. I think it's, they just, I think we'll have to leave behind whoever's not double jabbed. And I think it's going to be as simple as that. Yeah, I think if you're double jabbed, I think you'll be allowed in, but you'll probably still have to test, I think. I think you'll probably still have to test, even yeah, if you're double jabbed. but even the players, if we've got players that aren't double jabbed, they ain't going. That's how I think it's going to roll. That's going to be fun, isn't it? Imagine that. I, I want a little whip round, please. I want people to tell us who they know is double jabbed in our team, because I have no oh, idea. Do you know what? I, 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 I literally can't put that out on Twitter, because there's I've seen... So many, like, no one knows. Everyone's guessing. We will find out go, if we play in Lille. That's when we're going to find out. I tell you what, the French, the French don't mess around and bend rules for anyone. So I don't see them bending the rules. Oh, Macron come in. fucking hates us, but he ain't going to want to lose he that will, revenue. No, that's the thing. Supporters and stuff coming in. Yeah, that's a good point. They'd be more worried about the UEFA delegates, not the fans. But, yeah, that's true. As long as the delegates can watch the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who am I kidding? Yeah, of course. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, I will do this again on Sunday, the 6th after Plymouth. And um, After Plymouth, yeah. We'll talk about hopefully beating Plymouth. Hopefully. <laughs> well, we hope hopefully. you all have a really nice two weeks break. And um, yeah, we, we all get to relax our minds a little bit now. I feel like it's been a roller coaster. But we can sit back and uh, recoup. Yeah, I feel like we've blurted everything out and covered everything. So. Yeah, I think so too. So take as long yeah. as you like to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no rush, no rush. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be seeing you next time. And in the meantime, keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>